Welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. In this podcast, we will have questions, quotes, and conversations between different people, and your host will be Pleasant Selecki. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, guys. It's Pleasant. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's really such a blessing and such a wonderful part of um, our community and the work to be able to do this with you. If you love our podcast, I'd appreciate if you would share it with a friend, write a review, share on social, um, really helping us spread the messages and the wisdom and the teachings of our lovely, beautiful, authentic community. You can also support the podcast financially right here on the Anchor app or in iTunes, and you can leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear your voice. Chime in, give me a comment or a question. Send our guests um, a question. Send Sailor for her meditations a question or a comment or feedback. We love, love, love hearing from you. Thanks so much for all your support. And uh, Om Shanti, peace to you all. Hi guys, it's Pleasant, and I wanted to do a little bit of an episode today about some bigger, sort of deeper, more intense topics that um, I haven't covered in a while. And so this is a little check-in. It is uh, maybe the February version of In Real Life, we shall see. But basically, this week, as we, as January was winding down, I really noticed um, I'm closing out being 40. In just a few short months, I will officially be 41. And I was really thinking about the changes and transformations of this year that have happened that have been, uh, I don't even know, so big, so profound, so powerful. And life keeps expanding and opening in ways that I could never have imagined. Um, One sort of perspective that I had very clearly this week that I wanted to share and I think might be helpful to some parents, especially in the future, is last weekend I was at Advanced Mind Body Medicine training and I was teaching yoga and my family came, or let's say yoga in quotes. Uh, In fact, I want to do a whole episode about yoga, what it is, what it's evolved to, what I'm talking about when I'm saying that word, why I love it. Um, I'm going to add some of that into here as well, but I am really wanting to have a deeper conversation about what the real philosophy and practices are and what they look like in your life. But in this case, they call it yoga and on the training, and I just bring myself as I am. So I bring the twinkle lights and I bring the music, but I show up and we just move together and breathe together. And that is my current, the current level of understanding of what it means to practice yoga is to be together and breathe and move in a sacred um, space, in a container, in a circle, um, feeling your body, feeling your life. So my family comes to visit me and I asked Sailor, would you like to come to yoga in the morning? And she says, yes. 
And I said, would you like to lead anything? And she said, yes, meditation. Um, Sailor and I have been co-teaching a class once a month at Washington Yoga called Embody Sacred Movement, um, where we do just that. We create the container, we put on the music, we let people just be in their body and move from the floor to all fours to standing. And then we might do some shaking and jumping and dancing and then come back down really freeing, really intuitive type of practice. And then Sailor leads a meditation. So you've heard on the podcast that Sailor has been creating her own meditations. And really, she's about to be 11, is really, truly developing her own way of being in the world, her presence, her thoughtfulness. She is uh, fully her own divine spirit. And I see her that way. Um, of course we're connected, but I also believe I'm connected to everything. Interconnection is the heart of yoga. It's why you, whoever is listening, is my brother or sister. It's why um, our animals, our plants, our earth, everything is connected, not just our primary family or extended family. So I see the world this way. I see the ways that we're that we have this paradox in spirituality of interconnection and yet we're only really responsible for our own lives. So a sailor comes, we get up early, the class is at 6.30 every morning and I like to get there at 6 to set up and hold and sort of meditate in the space and feel into my own body. So we get there around 6.15, 6 o'clock, we set up and we have this amazing uh, experience in a circle at this training and we did some partner yoga and some dancing. It was super fun. At the end of the class, Sailor leads a meditation and it was profound. She does not write them down ahead of time. She watches the circle and then speaks what she sees and she uses her own intuition and her own language to create beautiful, thoughtful, uh, thought-provoking meditations that really are deep and powerful. The ones that she's done on the podcast have been much shorter. And uh, I we had a conversation about it. And she said, yeah, I really like doing it live because I can really watch people and give them what I see that they need. And oftentimes she will talk a lot about love and loving yourself and loving people who are difficult to love. And it's profound. So she does this amazing meditation for probably almost, I would say, five, seven minutes, quite long and involved. And uh, at the end, everyone is weeping and appreciative and um, really in their own body, in their own life. And after, we thanked them and then Sailor and I left. And I said, that was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I really needed that. And you know, she was like, oh, thanks, Ma. You know, it was it was sort of nothing. Like, she, I don't, you know, I don't think she understands how um, potent her words are for us. But regardless, all of that sort of doesn't matter. She comes in, she does her thing, she leaves. We don't make a big deal about it. Now, here's where the teaching comes in. All day long, people were coming to me to say, I heard about your daughter. You are amazing. I heard about your daughter you must, you're such a good mom. And I was really uncomfortable. I would say thank you. And then I would 
do what I always do, which is deflect and, and said, oh, she's amazing and she's wonderful and it's her own thing. And I really would not um, sort of accept this to come into, <laughs> into my being. And I couldn't quite figure out what was going on with me. I was having a lot of discomfort. So I went back to my room and I, my family had left at this point and I was alone that night and I was journaling and I realized that as we enter the teen years and as I have had a tremendous amount of experience with parents and women and families and teens in pain and in crisis from depression and anxiety and cutting and eating disorders and all sorts of things that... As we enter this new phase, I am very mindful that Sailor and my children are going to have their own experience that does not actually reflect my worth. And what I mean by that is that I'm, I do a lot of um, writing to my future self, writing to her future self. I do a lot of dialogue Uh, contemplation in my journals and my meditation with what my life will look like as they they get older, as I get older. And um, I do a lot of meditation around loss and grief and death and just really presence of life and relationships. You know, what do I have control over? what What do I not have control over? And one of the things I noticed is that when people were um, all day assuming my goodness or my worthiness or my being a good mom because Sailor has a gift to see people and speak to them. I was really uncomfortable because I went to a place of, well, what if she were uh, experiencing drug addiction or mental illness? Would people then say to me, you're not a good mom? Would people then assume my worth according to how she's behaving or who she is? And I started really thinking about that. And I started really um, just kind of standing in the power that I, whether Sailor or Milo or any of our children become community leaders and organizers and politicians or bankers or lawyers or doctors or poets, like it's their own journey. And I don't see my parents as being awesome or not awesome based on what I do in the world. Um, and, and I know that I don't, neither of my parents do either. They, they do not have a meshment with me at this point. They're, we all live very separate lives. Um, and I was really thinking that uh, I work with a lot of women who identify their worth and value because of their children or their marriages or their relationships or their work. And so this was a pretty profound teaching for me and just a a sitting and a breathing into and thinking about, you know, what does this really look like as they get older and have their own experiences and how do we have conversations about this? You know, they're going to be superstars or suffer and it actually does not mean I'm good or bad. Um, One of the things I know is that my child has grown up in yoga studios and in environments where there was authentic conversation. We have a lot of altars in our house. We have a lot of candles and sacred spaces and conversations, and she's always gone on retreat. So there is a tremendous amount of integration in her life, in 
her home with these practices and principles, which is, I think, truly what is coming through. The other thing I want to say is that Sailor, from the moment that I was pregnant with her, I felt her light and we had a very profound connection. Um, Sailor came to me at a time when I was experiencing tremendous loss from my education career and uh, huge unknowns in my life. And I spent my basically year being pregnant with her um, exploring deep levels of meditation and yoga and exercise and mindfulness. And it was really wonderful. And I believe that she is, uh, I know this from my Ayurvedic studies, you know, she really is this, this combination of mind, body, soul that was created in an environment of such bliss and love and possibility. Um, I think the year that I was pregnant with Sailor or the 10 months I was pregnant with Sailor, uh, I saw the Dalai Lama like three times. He happened to be in DC and in New York, uh, Krishna Das and chanting. Um, Sailor and I experienced Kripalu together for the first time. She was in my belly when I was there with Don and Amba um, studying at Kripalu. I had a lot of really deep healing um work when I was pregnant with her. And I felt that with her the whole time. I felt good in my body. I felt excited about the future. So I just say that because all of these pieces are just coming together for me as we transition into a new stage of parenting and life. And it was a really um, interesting day to have all of that feedback um, when I was really resisting my own association with who she is. So learning as a parent all the time. Um, The other thing that I wanted to say in terms of what's happening in real life is this shift, and I talked about a little bit, is a shift and this really turning towards Ayurveda and moving away from the traditional yoga model. Um, I want to be clear about what I see is happening and why I'm doing this. So number one, I think a lot of my colleagues and professionals, first of all, even um, thinking about the teachers and the lineages above that, uh, ahead of that, is um, that there is a tremendous amount of physical, sexual, and mental abuse that is being revealed in a lot of the lineages. And the ones that I know of are all males and they're all the heads of masculine systems of yoga. And so as this continues to be uncovered and I continue to study Ayurveda, especially divine feminine Ayurveda, looking at nature and wholeness and intuition and freedom, I'm really kind of putting the dot, connecting the dots of my teachers uh, who've been guiding me in this direction for so long, Eric Schiffman and Angela Farmer, around the opening, the expansiveness, and the connecting to our animal-like nature, our intuitive nature, and not being so rigid in a system. And basically, um, I believe it's all connected. The reason I think this is an important teaching is because 
as more and more people are exposed to yoga and practicing at work and at home and in all of these areas, I want you to ask yourself, does this feel good? And I want you to really nourish yourself and let the breath work and let the shapes and let your own freedom and intuition inspire, right? Inspire means to breathe into your practice. And that can happen anywhere. So I still go to yoga classes and I tell the teachers I'm going to stay in the back and I'm going to go slow and, you know, please don't don't take it personally, but we don't have to totally leave the centers, but I want you to have a really deep sense of I can feel into my body and I can feel free and I can feel purposeful and I can have meaning and it doesn't have to look like everybody else. I think this tapping into intuition that we're, that is feminine flow and freedom is been not allowed in the yoga space when teachers say this is how we do it and this is the alignment and this is what it looks like we're really missing the opportunity to go within and listen to ourselves and listen to our intuition and develop a relationship with our heart and our hurtfulness so i'm really encouraging and and asking you guys to do that deeper work, to turn towards just an Ayurvedic mindset of integrating our yoga, which is our breathing and our physical body with our Ayurvedic view of the world, which is interconnection, harmony, seasonality, and nourishment. Um, We've been, Sailor and I have been teaching these classes here in DC, and I feel really inspired to do a training for this, to do an embody teacher training and um, bring women together who want to hold these classes in this space and do a day long where we spend the day together and we go over the general framework of what this looks and feels like and talk about the music choices. The music is such a big part of this connection and how we hold these sacred circles. So look for that. If you're interested in learning more about that, also email me so I know, um, you know, hey, there's people who are interested. Um, but that's all. Today I just really wanted to talk to you from my heart about this aha moment in parenting and not associating my own worth with my kiddos whether they're good or bad and do good things or do bad things. Um, there's so much more than that. It's so much more complex. And I also just wanted to, you know, give that little review on what I currently see uh, is happening in yoga and how we can um, deepen our own intuitive practice on the mat, in the world, at home, in studios, right in this moment? Can you feel your body breathing? Can you breathe into your heart? And exhale. Let your shoulders relax. Let your jaw relax. And just be present with our connection and present with your own life in this moment. And allow that to be your mindfulness, your yoga, um, your, your Ayurvedic approach, just as you're looking around your life right now. So thanks for listening. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you live with ease.